Hello and welcome to Cats Out of the Bag. I'm Kat Hennessy and in this podcast, nothing is off limits. Hello, angels, and welcome back to another week of Cats Out of the Bag. Today, I have the most fabulous Rebecca Burke joining me. So she is a family mediator and counsellor, and we are going to dive on into her work, some wild stories she's experienced, and she's going to guide us through you know, just some questions about relationships and sometimes if maybe you're feeling trapped or what to do in certain situations. So I'm going to bring her on in and we can chat. Welcome, Rebecca. Hello, gorgeous cat. Thank (laughs) you for having me, you spectacular woman, you. (laughs) I'm so excited to have you here. I feel like we're going to be able to dive on into so many interesting things and I feel like I'm even going to get a little bit from this. So that's really exciting. (laughs) There's some good stuff. Yeah, you can help me navigate through my love life. (laughs) So do you want to just tell um, my listeners just a little bit about yourself, what you do, um, a little wrap up of who is Rebecca? Oh, cool. Yeah, sure. So um, I started off as a mindset coach a hundred million years ago and I worked with elite athletes with our Australian Institute of Sports. So, you know, smashed some world records and did some really cool mind, mind bending stuff there. Uh, and then I found myself in the world of counselling and um yeah, family mediation after uh, it was tapping me on the shoulder for so many years and I was ignoring it. But so here I am and um, yeah, family mediation is totally my jam now. Um, So I find myself working through the bones of breakups and how it looks for people on the other side and, and what's happened for them and yeah, that's my world now. <laughs> Hectic. And how, so what would like a day in the life of your job look like? Yeah, so a day in the life of my job, um, there's there's a bit of a cool uh, meme I actually saw because life is memes now, right? So Fully. I, <laughs> I saw a meme and it says being able to hold your own perspective and that of someone else's is an emotional superpower. Um, (laughs) that's what I do all day I just I work with people and they're absolutely at their worst or both Mm. of them um who isn't like when you're going through a breakup and there's kids and property sometimes most of the time Mm. um people are just feeling vulnerable and pissed off and um just yeah angry and like Uh, suspicious and and all of these things so to be able to work with them and and help them feel safe which is absolute number one you've got to feel safe if you want to come to mediation and and work through that you need to know that you're 100% safe and that you're not going to be treated with um judgment uh so so it's my role really to to hear people and hear where they're up to and um yeah, just just support them to come through to the other side of, of what, you know, feels right for, for them and their family. And do you ever deal with clients who it's just one person that's come out of a really bad breakup and they need um they need help and guidance or is it is it only like couples or breakups coming together? Yeah, so both. I do both. Yeah. Um, I work with people who um, – you know, have been through shocking 
you know, there's domestic violence kind of stuff mm-hmm. comes up. There's a lot of legal things come up that we have to be really cautious and aware of. Um, but yeah, so people people can come through singularly, and I'll know that they'll never get the other person to the table. Um, yeah, and that's where my role opens up to where I can become you know, their counsellor and perhaps support them that way. And, you know, uh, hopefully a lot of the time I'm able to sort of, so many people, they're just broken and they've literally given up. They're like, no, I'm done. What, you know, whatever they want, they can have, I'm done. And they're just so walked over, they're so stomped on. And um, that's where a little bit of my um, Scorpio power in me goes, no, hang on. Are you a Scorpio? Yeah. Me yeah. too. Oh, knuckles girl. Push. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're feisty little yes, fuckers. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. no, 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 no. We can't let that happen. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah. And, and I mean, at the end of the day, like you see so many people go through breakups and they just turn into pure lava, white hot lava assholes. And oh, it, it brings out the worst in people, hey. Completely not necessary. And and also I feel like breakups sometimes bring out a side of yourself or the other person that you didn't even know yes. was possible. <laughs> like I feel like I've even been an absolute fuckwit in a breakup and I'm like, <laughs> I am so not that person, but you just turn into a fucking demon. Yes, yeah, yeah, beautiful words. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my yeah. god. So people just Far need out. someone there to go, help me not be a demon or help me deal with the demon. <laughs> yeah, fully. So what do you think would be like the most common thing you'd deal with? Uh coercive control is the most common thing I deal with. So what, what does that even mean? Mm, yeah, it's a good one. So coercive control is where people are coerced into doing things they would otherwise not do. Yeah. Um, so coercive. So control, kind of like emotionally abused into something. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, that's it. So, in order to receive the other person's affection or even tolerance, sometimes they'll engage in um, financial control or emotional control or social control so they won't go and see their friends or family, for example. They'll, mm-hmm. they'll suddenly, so there might be people out there who goes, geez, I haven't seen my sister and my mum for so long. And, you know, that could well be because the other person is socially controlling them. They don't get mm. to link in with their, with their posse and, and be all of yeah. themselves again and they gain control that way. So uh, that's, that's the most common thing I see. And uh, when people find themselves in that space where they've been controlled by that, they um, they just completely forget who they are and they think they're actually a bad person and they don't actually have any human rights anymore. And it mm. can be quite a journey to help them get to a, an even playing space, which is what mediation's about. You've, it's got to be an equal playing field, equal balance. And what would be like your first bit of advice for someone who's maybe like lost themselves a little bit in a relationship and struggling to kind of get back into who they are and, you know, wanting that balance a bit more? Yeah, I call it um, go back to like, you know, say say your name is Cat. Say go back to Cat the vanilla. Go back to Cat the original. What was the mm. original flavor? Who were you? Who who did you hang out with? Who the who were the people that you connected in with all the time? Um, what what music did you like to listen to? All of those things, and just try and remember who who you are, and just connect in with that 
as quickly as you can. Um, if it's if it's some good friends you haven't spoken to for a long time, if it's some clothes you haven't worn for a long time, if it's some places you haven't been to for a long time, go back and just remember your own vibe. Um, really connect back in with your own instinct. Well, it's. I feel like it's so easy to just lose yourself in a relationship regard like anyway like even I find myself you know I can get really involved in a relationship and sometimes you put that other person first before your own needs and I've definitely done that in the past where I've like let friendship slide and that person becomes my all and I stop doing the things that make me happy and it's it is so hard to kind of shake that and get back to your normal self again after yeah, yeah. Especially 100%. during. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. And, and I find, like, I guess some red flags would be if, um, you know, if you're just chill and, and going along and um, just doing simple things that you used to love doing, like catching up with some of your friends or um, doing pastimes that you love are suddenly a problem for the other person, then that's something that you need to really look at pretty closely and go, Ooh, is mm. this, what's going on here? Yeah, this isn't, this isn't good. Mm. What do you think like some early warning signs people could look out for in relationships? Um, yeah. Red flags, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, some good ones are like I think phone obsession. So um, if people. Oh, interesting. Yeah, phone obsession. <laughs> uh, and it comes up all the time. So yeah. I had I had um, a case recently where uh, a person during mediation has said, oh, I have 300 pages of text messages and um uh, voicemails between my ex and, and other people and so I can prove that they're a terrible person and I'm like dude that's so fucked you can't go mm. through someone's phone like that it's, you, you actually it's it's actually um to that extent that's actually classed legally as stalking and yeah, really hectic. So, um, so, so when you say phone obsession, you don't mean like you go on a date with a guy and they sit on their phone all the time. Is it more they're obsessed with your phone? Is that what yeah, you mean? They're obsessed with your phone. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Who Who are you talking to? What are you doing? Who did? Who was that text from? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So. I thought you were asking me. I was like, "What do you mean?" Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah I guess. But I feel like I've also done that as well, but it comes from a place of me not trusting the other person or yeah. them doing something to spark that in me. So, yeah. it, like, because I've been there, like, does that mean that I'm the red flag? No, it would still probably mean that you're in a place where you just feel vulnerable mm -hmm. and, and there's a good reason behind that. Yeah, it's all. It's like I feel like there's always when you have a gut feeling about there being something in a phone, you're always fucking right. Like you are oh, always right every fucking single time. Yes. Yeah, your gut yeah. And this is, you know, what if I could take home anything from all of my years in counselling and relationships and all of that is gut instinct, girlfriend. Every mm -hmm. time, just every yeah. time. Totally. No, I couldn't. Yeah. That would be like my 
massive like learning from my relationships in my 20s as well is like there's been times where I haven't followed my gut and I've been like oh should have done that and I think (laughs) and your your gut is waiting for you with a cup of tea at the end of it going honey I'm still here for you but yeah listen to yeah I was fucking right I told you (laughs) oh my god what about what would be like another red flag that people could look out for in a relationship other than the the phone obsession uh oh gosh so look values common values are really important and and I know it's probably something that's super unsexy and boring to talk about but um common values really it's it's where it all ends and begins if you've Mm -hmm. if you've got those common values around uh family relationship um you know that those real basic things that drive your decision making um if if they're not in common it doesn't matter how awesome you are or the other person is it's gonna undo you at the end of the day it will take a lot of hard work (laughs) Totally, totally. No, it's it's such a hard thing as well because they're like, they're sometimes not the conversations that you would bring up when you've gone a few dates with someone. You're not going to be like, so where do you see yourself in five years? So you know, how many you know, how many children do you want? Um, What are your beliefs in politics? Like, but when it comes down to it, I had a friend who had a relationship fall apart recently because she was. I mean, not not nothing to do with like vaccinating and not vaccinating, but she was very yeah. anti, and he wanted to, and he he's all you know pro choice. You do you, yeah. but she wouldn't allow him to get it, right. and he felt like he Whoa. had no choice and was feeling like quite trapped in it, and their yeah. like relationships fallen apart, and that was like one of the the core things that kind of brought brought up all this other stuff about their core values just not aligning in in so many ways and it's it's something so minor but it can then bring all this other stuff to the surface oh they're explosive cat um my Mm. my caseload at the moment would be oh at least 50 percent of these issues so um parents who are even still together um one wants child backs the other one doesn't or um really yeah or or one is about to sort of face losing their job because of that or and and just wants to wait out and the other one's like no you've got to keep contributing and it's just brought up so it's it's really drives to the root of a lot of values for people Mm um yeah so it's it's so real right now it's going on it's dividing not just the community but families yeah right just yeah hectic so um mediating through that's really um it's very much I I feel like if I could use an analogy it's like sitting in a really hot sauna Mm. (laughs) there's not a lot of oxygen yeah it's big um and that that's where I say like being able to hold your own uh, perspective and that of someone else's is an emotional superpower. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's good for relationships too if you're able to do that with each other. Totally. Far out. So <sighs> what do you reckon like some of the craziest shit you've dealt with would be? Oh, you know what? I think I think <laughs> my own family <laughs> dished that up to me. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Fill me in. Oh, 
So, uh, and this is what I mean, like when I, when I say that um, uh, mediation was tapping me on the shoulder for pretty much my whole life and I was trying to ignore it and get away from it um, because I just didn't like conflict. Um, it, my, my, I just come from a long line of bizarros just doing bizarre really? things. Yes. Like what? So back in the early 90s, the... Um, Adoption laws changed here in Australia so you could find out who your biological parents were and um, therefore also who your biological siblings were. And my dad got a phone call in the early 90s um, and he had a suspicion that so, you know, my dad was a sheep shearer back in the day so he'd disappear for long periods of time. Um, So he had four four kids to my grandmother and... um, but it turns out he had five children to another woman that they adopted all of them except one out uh, and then three children to another woman all at the same time, all going at the same time. My poor Wait. grandmother died not knowing about any of it. But- Stop. Wait, so he, so your grandfather had four kids with your grandma? Yeah, within wedlock. Yep, and yeah. then had five kids with another woman yeah while he was married yeah yeah and then three kids with another while he was juggling those other two stop and did he know yeah absolutely yeah yes so he knew he knew he had all these children yes he did so how did he that's like I felt that's one of those like my brother's auntie's sister's cousin and you like have to I just had to like repeat that so I could understand it properly. So (laughs) did he navigate having multiple families? He did. He he was the ultimate like shapeshifter. He he did all of this. He kept them all going all at the same time. How on earth did he do that? Oh I my God, like, isn't keeping one life together hard enough? I... Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, he did it. He pulled it off until the laws changed and they could all track him down. So, that's, um, yeah, so we, we found out that um, there's all these other family members and then. Uh, what... Wait, so what do you mean by they could track him down because wasn't he involved in their life or? No, so he adopted all of them out except for one. He, he kept one. Um, oh, like he adopted the children out to other people. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. Right. So then they looked looked him up. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And, and and their mother. So they all connected in with the mother, the 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 two separate mothers. Uh, my grandfather though just wanted nothing to do with any of them and he basically had nothing to do with his own kids anyway like most of the time he was he was just so busy out there with the ladies yeah right (laughs) hectic yeah and so and that's where I guess it's really funny how you know there's the whole nature nurture argument all the time in psych and 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 what people are pretty comfortable with at the moment, and I've got my great big fat book here somewhere, but um, <laughs> is that it's like, you know, nature does tend to win out. Um, you know, nature, nurture is a massive, you know, contributing factor to how a person behaves and turns out, but, but nature, it's bloody hard to beat it. And so my dad, bless his heart, um, yeah, about 10 years ago, um, 
So, yeah, so dad, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. So dad sent a text message to us kids and goes, oh, look, I'm going to marry Tamara. And we're like, who's Tamara? (laughs) Yeah. Just And and your dad, his dad um, was the grandfather with all the kids? Yeah. 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 Okay. And so when you talk about nature, like they never had anything to do with each other, but he still turned out like the same person. So, um yeah, so um, and, and I was living in a different state to my dad, and but I was wanting to be supportive. Like, okay, no worries, I'll come to your wedding. That's fine. Um, but also, who is Tamara? Like, what's her favorite color? Do you know her favorite feed? Do you speak the same language? She's Russian, <laughs> right? <laughs> How do you get on? And does uh, like no, no, she's she's it, she's it. And I'm like, okay, perfect. That's good for you. Let's go to this wedding. So. At the, at the time I had my own little boy and I was single. That's a whole other story. We'd have to do two podcasts, Kat. But, yeah, um, yeah, literally. <laughs> so um, I I struggled up like a 12-hour uh, trip with this little 18-month-old and the pram and the car seat and all that kind of shit. And I just wanted a glass of wine when I got to my dad's door and he hates alcohol. And uh, anyway, he just had this look on his face. I'm like, oh, my God. God, I hadn't even gone over the threshold yet. I'm like, what have you done? What have you done? And he goes, come inside, possum. I'll give you a glass of wine. I'm like, oh, a glass of wine. Is it a girl or a boy, Dad? What have you done? Stop. (laughs) Yeah, so he goes, oh, it's a girl. (laughs) That's when I found out I had a half-sister. So wait, so (laughs) wait, was Tamara the half-sister? No, that's still no. the wife and there's still the so, wife. So she's my stepmom. Okay, so you went up, but I thought you went up for the wedding. Yeah, he was marrying Tamara, but at, on the same week he found out that he had uh, a daughter. A daughter. I think secretly. Right. Always and was she though. there? Yeah, she came up a week later and I met her and we've been great mates ever since. Like, Amazing. Yeah, she's cool. She's And she looks like me and my full blood sister and brother yeah um and so yeah there you go wow (laughs) and then that is wild and then I guess is this you've I think you've got to go from there into how you met your partner now your husband now (laughs) oh my god yeah so um so yeah met met my half sister that's all cool and then, so her husband used to play for the Geelong Cats and um, sadly one of their uh, old teammates passed away so they went down to his funeral uh, nearly six years ago. And, uh, yeah, while Lisa was at the funeral, she caught up with Damien, my husband, uh, beautiful Tay-Tay's dad. Yeah, yeah, love it. <laughs> And um, so she's just like, hey, Berkey, what are you doing? Like, and he, he jokingly, this is the wake after 100 beers, and he said looking for the next Mrs. Burke, and she's like, oh, yeah, I got you, girl. So I got a text message at like 1 o'clock in the morning up in Brisbane <laughs> from Victoria. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so my husband has known my half-sister for 30 years and I've known her for 10 years. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's wild. And now his brother-in-law's with his ex-teammates. So there you go. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's some wild family breakups, makeups, counselling. Yeah. Like, 
<laughs> yeah. Okay. And do you think that like some of that, were, were you already working um, doing family mediation then? No, I wasn't. I've only um, started doing it since, well, actually I was just starting to do it at the time. Yeah, mm. so I'd been doing counselling uh, uh, for a long time before then and I was getting into the family mediation space then. So, yeah. Yeah, right. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, that's such a that's a pretty crazy upbringing and story and family dynamic for sure. So <laughs> did you think that, like, experiencing that kind of stuff yourself has helped you mediate other people's, you know, experiences and everything? Oh, 100% cat. Like when I talk to people, particularly when they're just ringing up and trying to get a feel for, you know, what what the process is, um, I, I do share with them like, look, you can be qualified in stuff, but to have street cred is a whole other situation. I really get Absolutely. what you're going through. <laughs> yeah. So um, I think it really, really helps be a much better mediator for people and get their families across the line so that they're not just total assholes to each other moving forward Mm. yeah right so yeah tell me some like wild experiences you've experienced since being in the industry yeah okay so um we've (laughs) we've had some where uh so one funny example is, and it's not funny for them, them the poor things. It's a good story though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Great story, but like feel really bad for them. So sorry in advance. <laughs> sorry, guys, but thanks for the um, content. But, uh, so there's one couple, they, they were blueing over um, $6 million and the children were older, so... Um, they weren't really an issue. There was no parenting plan problems. It was all property finance. Um, and they had wanted to just have a blue, like they were in for it. They both lawyered up to it an, an extremely hectic amount um, and, and managed to get their day in court. Now, I just want to back this up by saying um, as of three months ago, you need to show that you've actually been to mediation so you can settle your property and finance. Really? Yeah, you can't just lawyer up and go to court now. The courts are just rolling their eyeballs at people now. They're like, oh, God, you're wasting our time. Go and sort it out. You're adults. Yeah. So anyway, this this couple with six mil they were arguing over chewed through $4.5 million in legal fees. No. <laughs> yeah. Arguing over boob jobs and the whole lot. Um, like I don't know how you divide that up. At the end of it. What do you mean? Like he's like, well, you got a boob job with our money, so yes. you owe me 10 grand or something. Yes. <laughs> You're kidding. Not real. God, <laughs> and if you've got $6 million to fucking spare, who <laughs> gives a fuck about 10 grand? And they spent 4.5 arguing the toss on those kind of issues and that's Stop weird. Stop it. Yes. But that's just like <laughs> pure, like that just shows the lengths and like, that, what it brings out in people like yep. you look at that and you go that's fucking insane yep the demon happened <laughs> wow so now what <clears throat> yeah so um Damien was actually there at their at their court case and uh so he wasn't their mediator he was actually there so Damien's a lawyer now and um yeah so he was there sort of doing a bit of um 
research and work experience with one of his barrister um, colleagues. And so he was watching this and, uh, you yeah, know, got involved in the case and just uh, was like, oh, my God, the judge ended up getting really annoyed with both of them for wasting the court's time or wasting so much money of their um joint assets on legal fees and he actually got the the judge got angry with the two lawyers and said look you've you've just you know um sucked dry these two people on their own anger um mm. and made like them taken them for a ride almost mm, made them turn around and go to mediation they ended up mediating and splitting the difference which was less than a million dollars each after all of that wow just nothing yeah wow that's wild (laughs) I just can't even like picture that that's yeah that's fucking crazy I'm glad I've like when I've had breakups there's been like (laughs) you know the biggest things like who gets to keep the rug or like (laughs) who's having the sofa it's not yeah. it's not properties and all that jazz because that's a whole nother yeah another thing to deal with that's it um, so well, you get those and you get people who just um like intervention order each other like like they're just tit for tat intervention orders which are really they should be taken seriously but um people do use them when they're not really appropriate yeah what what else would like spring to your mind as something pretty wild that you know you've experienced as well with other clients? Oh, um, I've had one client threaten to get uh, his lawyer involved if she doesn't stop breastfeeding immediately. What? Yeah, that's a good one for you. What do you mean? Yeah, so um, you know. I mean, breastfeeding's a thing, and um, I I did it um, with one, and I didn't do it with another one. It's it's horses for courses. That um, yeah. So when it came to overnight stays, just with little kids, um, sometimes breastfeeding is an issue, particularly getting the child to bed. So um, they were fine with being able to to share equal amounts of time, but she still needed to keep putting the baby to bed because she was breastfeeding it. And he demanded that um, if if she didn't have a specific give up date, um, he he was threatening you know, with lawyers. You kidding? Uh, and I'm sitting there, oh, don't know how your lawyer's gonna feel about that. And yeah. also, like that's your child. That's like they have no control over that. That's right. And it's supposed to be in your children's best interests. And absolutely, and if, that, if that's how your baby's getting to sleep, then that's how your baby's getting to sleep. So people do try and use, um, and, and this is where the coercive control comes in, they, they do try and use all sorts of ridiculous things to frighten the other person or to, to try and get their own way for, you know, not the kid's best outcome. Or yeah. Wow, I wouldn't even, like, think that that would even be something that would go through someone's mind. Yeah, I know. that's, I, And I think that's a really staggering part of um, of what, I know I do I'm gonna say I have the honor to do every day because people do put a lot of trust in me so um yeah when I when I hear some other people's perspectives on my mind is really opened up to what can happen out there and absolutely 
That's wild. Oh my God. And how do you like, how do you feel like it affects you when you like leave work and you've like dealt with all of these really like difficult conversations and probably heard some quite traumatic things like all day, every day? Like, do you, do you have anything you do to unwind and kind of let go of your, your job that you, you know, is your life pretty much? So. Yeah, that's such a good question. Um, I That was probably what stopped me from doing it for so long, um, not knowing how to be able to process it and sit with it because I am a quite emotional person. So yeah, same. <laughs> I feel deeply and I, I sort of can, yeah, so I wasn't sure how I'd deal with that. But, um, but truthfully, once I just committed to being a, a non-biased, non-judgmental person, person in the situation um and committing myself to ethical standards and being primarily there for children's best interests it becomes very simple um yeah and very very basic um there there are some hectic ideas and hectic situations but at the end of the day they really don't matter and so I don't need to take any of them on board unless I feel they're um you know someone might need to be reported or something like that Mm. and that's quite a serious matter um, have you ever had very, to do that? I have only once in all of these years, only once. That's, that's, I mean, not good, but like good that it's only been once. Yeah, yeah, only once. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so in terms of being able to process it, I just, I'm very pragmatic about what I do and, and just understand that we're all humans and th- these are humans at just their, their shittiest moment and I'm just here to sort of catch it and, chuck it over the bridge because it really doesn't mm. matter except for their moving forward in a better way. Totally. And what like what advice would you give anyone out there who like, you know, isn't a hundred percent happy in a relationship, but they kind of feel almost like trapped in it or like not sure what to do. Like what advice would you give them? Yeah. You know, when a lot of people ring me up, I say to them, um, reach out to people you haven't reached out to for a long time. Reach out to a counsellor, reach out to um, friends that you trust and feel would be non-biased for you. Um, Reach out to whatever support network you can have. And sometimes people do need a really good reality check that perhaps what they're going through is not okay and they don't need to tolerate that and that that doesn't have to be their life um and 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 for the same uh I guess in checks and balances some people need to hear that hey you've actually really got it good what are you talking about so yeah um some people just need to to get a good reality check whatever that is if it's um, needing to reach out for some genuine help and support and getting out of a bad situation. Um, mm. Please, like there are so many great services out there, doctor even, like just. Yeah, uh, and I think a lot of was, people do recluse as well. Yes, totally. Like and I, you almost get embarrassed sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, like Kat, you said it before, your gut instinct you just be besties with that. If your gut's telling you that something, something's up, then something, something's up. Yeah. And you've got to go with it. It won't leave yeah, you alone right. and you'll be miserable. Oh, God. And what about, like, <laughs> do, you, do you have people come to you that, you know, 
they are still together, but maybe they're having some like intimacy issues at home. Yeah. So what would be like the most common thing that a long-term relationship or a marriage would come to you about like their intimacy? Yeah, parallel lives are totally a thing. People just start living parallel lives. So they might sleep in the same bed, but there is certainly no like, yeah, hanky-panky in there and there needs to be a whole great big load of hanky-panky in there or on the kitchen table, you know, wherever. What what do you mean like when they're living parallel lives, like they're just kind of like living together and doing their own thing but there's no like – romance between them exactly so there'll be different um different holiday trips uh Mm. different grocery trips different they there's no sex there's no um softness towards one another it's almost like it's a business relationship only right and how do you how would you suggest people could spice it up you know if you if you've because I'm I'm such a like I am a very sexual person obviously I'm a fucking Scorpio Scorpio. love sex (laughs) yeah like but I often I mean it's probably because I've dated a bunch of fucking dickheads so it's like (laughs) I'll be dating them and then I'll get the ick and then I'll be like I don't want to sleep with you because you are fucking repulsive but like I have had relationships when it's like not at that point yet but you kind of just almost like get into a bit of a routine where you like fall out of that like what would you suggest to kind of get back into that fun routine with your partner to spice it up again yeah and I think there's I reckon maybe three main things here and and from a a woman's perspective number one you've just got to find your own sexiness again like go be fully fucking sick in love with yourself again and just feel sexy just do that for starters like I don't know put on some something that makes you feel gorgeous just go be beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. That would be number one. Uh, and number two, I think, like, for guys, uh, they it can be a really vulnerable space for them. They, want, they need to feel wanted as well as we do, right? Um, so it, it's almost like you could introduce a couple of, uh, I know, drinks, just, just to sort of get yourself into a space where you can actually connect again and just break the ice all over again and just get back into a more healthy sex pattern than than not. Um, And and I think the third one is, um, you know, there's a power and control thing. So um, if people are feeling like resentful in any way or not connected mentally and emotionally in any way, um, sex isn't going to help. They need to work through that. Yeah, that I feel like that last one resonates with me of quite a bit just because it's it's sometimes people I feel like they get complacent and the things that someone might have done in the start of your relationship that got your heart racing or got you excited they kind of stop doing those things and then you know you don't it doesn't make you want to sleep with them or do these things because you're not feeling that love and energy that you once did I feel like that's what that's what has always happened to me so and then yeah. I feel like it just kind of goes into a bit of a spiral. So it's like, do you suggest they book a dinner date once a week and 
try and go out to dinner and get dressed up and have conversations? Like, would that be something you'd suggest for them to do or? Yeah, uh, look, definitely that's that's one thing to do. But but underneath that, there's there's a like the principle of Eros and Aphrodite, right? And they're they're the Greek gods of sex. So you know, Eros is the man and he's erotic, and Aphrodite's a woman and she's so alluring and irresistible. And <laughs> you've just got to be. Oh, sorry, that's my thing. Just kicking in. So yeah, mate, like, where is your Eros? Where is your thunder? Be erotic, mate. Like, yeah, where is Eros? And and ladies, where's your Aphrodite? Where is your irresistible? Where is like, no one's gonna bang you if you're like being a bitch as well. Yeah. <laughs> like, Fully, <laughs> fully. And, and also, you know, you know, you're not going to feel very, um, you know, hot around someone who's also having a bitch and moan and, and has lost his eros. You know, you want to be mm. chased. Girls want to be chased. Men want to be wanted. And, and there's a little bit of that, um, uh, you know, chase and um, oh, what's the word I want to use? Ah, it's where you just... Uh, Get sort of you know let, let the chase end kind of thing. It's like yeah, right. You're yeah, chasing, you get complacent. Yeah, well, it's more like um, it's a surrender. So yeah, so if if your man's like trying to do the right thing for you, there's a little bit of surrender that needs to happen in there too, and and soften mm-hmm. up and 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 get into that nice vulnerable space where you can have some great things. So what if like you've still got your your saucy sex Aphrodite or what what's the Greek god called? Yeah, Aphrodite for the for female, yeah. And what's the the man one? Eros. Yeah, okay. So what if I've still got my like Aphrodite, but my man has just lost his fucking Eros? Like there is just like h- how do I how do you bring that out of them? Oh, jeez. How do you t- tell me how to tap on into this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I I don't know. Like for some, I think guys um, can be a little bit misunderstood in that I think they go through all the same kind of um, fears and vulnerabilities as we do, like body image and good enough and worthiness and all of that kind of stuff and. And I think a, a man's just going to want to uh, swoop you up and, you know, take you away on that unicorn <laughs> if mm. if you make him feel like he is good enough and that he is yeah. a, he's that big, strong man and you love him and just he wants to be loved up too. And if yeah. that doesn't work, um, there's probably no. Yeah, then you need then to go me. to mediation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Call back. <laughs> You'll be in my office shortly after that. <laughs> yeah, it's so hard. I don't know. Relationships are such a um such an interesting thing. I've actually I've just met someone new recently. I'm ac- I'm actually um recording this podcast at his house, guys. Um I haven't like really told my listeners about my my new flame. <gasps> but um yeah, but he's freaking awesome. But like it's you know, it's it's that whole new like relationship getting to know someone like everything's so exciting right now so yeah yeah it's just it's I think like the the unknown scares me as well though because I I've been single for two years and had it came out of a pretty awful toxic relationship and I feel like mm-hmm. I'm almost like so used to men treating me like that that I'm just like waiting for something to happen it's like such yeah. an unhealthy headspace to be in 
oh my god flushed that down the toilet immediately yeah like actually go to the toilet and flush those thoughts yeah (laughs) yeah I know I'm trying It's, it's just I feel like when you have like past trauma and stuff, it's so easy to just like, like let them kind of stay around you. And, um, I don't know, it's, it's, I'm, I'm trying to like let go of things that I've dealt with in the past and all of that. And he's so awesome that he's definitely making that easy because he's just, you know, when someone literally says all the right things, I feel like that doesn't normally happen. But that's yes. fucking him. Ah, so, legend. Yeah, yeah, he's the best. So I don't know. Who knows, guys? Maybe I won't have any fucking hot, saucy dating content for you soon. Like I'll be, <laughs> I'll be loved, all loved up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. I love hearing that. It's like, but you know, like when you have traumatic experiences and when you've had just like dickhead after dickhead, and trust me, I have. Uh, you know, I've had some lovely, lovely men in my life. Um, yeah. But, you know, Kat, I'm a Scorpio. I'm not saying that I can't be difficult because maybe I can. Because <laughs> I fucking <laughs> am. <laughs> <laughs> so there's been See, some See, I'm like, I'm not difficult. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's been some gorgeous, but also, my God, there's been some absolute head wreckers and it's the head wreckers that, um, you know, when it comes to the brain training stuff that I I did earlier on in my career, you do, you literally learn how to be a certain way because you, you're expecting that's what's coming next. Yeah. But it's not your reality yeah. anymore. So you don't, you can let go of it. It's not real. Yeah, I know. I need to, so, I need to fucking get in, get in the right zone. But yeah. I mean, I am, I feel like I'm, I'm slowly kind of getting there, you know. Beautiful. Legend. Yeah. So no, it's exciting. So <laughs> Pardon? I love this so hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice. It's nice. So haven't felt like this in ages. So yeah, watch the, watch this space, guys. <laughs> I know he's taking me out for Valentine's Day dinner tomorrow night. <gasps> oh, behave, except don't. Oh, I won't be behaving. <laughs> I'll be eating all of the dessert and drinking all the wine oh, and then good. doing some crazy shit afterwards. <laughs> um, Aphrodite. <but> <laughs> Yeah, Aphrodite ignite. Um, so, can you tell me some crazy relationship and dating stories? There's, there's just so many juicy ones, and like they're actually like roll down your arms to your elbows, juicy. They're just stop, <laughs> super juicy. So, um, there's all right. So buckle up. Um, just. Now, this is only three weeks ago this one came across my desk and I love it. Uh, Now, this wasn't through work. This is through um, just another little um, side hustle I've got going. And um, this girl contacts me and she goes, all right, so a guy in my unit complex, like there's been awkward cheeky smiles since he moved in. It was pretty clear as keen. Anyway, eventually he tried to add her on Facebook. She's like, oh, okay, uh, no worries. Like add me on Instagram, brother. Yeah. <laughs> so, then, so we asked her out on a date finally. They're in the car park and bumped into each other and he asked her out for a date. And, and she's like, okay, <laughs> no worries. Like, giggle. How did he find out her name? Oh, so he moved in with someone that she previously knew, which is just random. So, right. yeah, so that's that's how he found out. 
And uh, so I asked her out on a day and they went around to like a local bar. But so that was the plan to go to the bar. So he obviously he didn't need to really pick her up because they're living at the same unit complex, but they thought they would travel there together so she gets in his car. And he says, oh, my God, I've just realised as I'm telling this story that funerals are coming up. Never mind. So he goes... <laughs> That what? Funerals are about to come up again. So he, Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> so he gets he gets her into his car and says, oh, I've just got to um, pick my son up from a funeral first. Um, is that okay? She's like, oh, okay. What? <laughs> so 40 minutes out to pick his 18-year-old son up from a funeral, 40 minutes back in. Like that's the first part of their date, first part of their first date. Stop it. Firstly, (laughs) pick up your fucking son and then come back and pick her up, you weirdo. I'm pretty sure you would have seen this coming, buddy. How did you just think you were going to slip that into the date? I don't know. Firstly, like it's not even like I've got to pick up my son from a friend's house. It's like this is going to be extremely fucking morbid and (laughs) awkward. Like, no. Anyway, continue. We're just, we're just going to set the tone for the night, honey. Yeah. Here we go. Set, fully. <laughs> Holy shit. So, so they went through that. and, and this So girl, she's sitting in the car for 40 fucking minutes driving to pick up this son. Yeah, and then all the way back going, so hard, need a drink right now. Where's my drink? Where's my drink? God. And what happened what. when in the car? Was the son just so, like sitting there awkwardly? Yeah. So, Dad, you just, um, you know on a date and I've obviously just buried a friend. So this is all weird and it doesn't match. <laughs> they Fucking, get... <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> they get to the bar and then um, four of his friends showed up, which he never mentioned, and were asking. Stop. Yeah. And she's like, you're kidding me. I'm just being punked right now. And so then one of them. Oh, hate him. <laughs> <laughs> no second date, brah. And um, so then um, one of them, the final straw was she goes, um, hey, can I please take a photo of of you to make his ex-girlfriend jealous? He asked her that. One of his friends asked, him, asked her that. So she'd just sat in the car to pick up his son from a funeral and then sat there with four people she didn't know and one of them said, can I take a photo of you to make his ex-girlfriend jealous? He just broke up two weeks ago. No. That is just like even the thought of that situation gives me anxiety. (laughs) Like, no. I mean, even though once I did go on a Tinder date with this guy who was at a bar with all of his friends and I walked down there by myself and met him and five mates and I was like, this is fucking bullsy of me. But um, <laughs> but the fact that she didn't know, like I went into that well knowing that they were his friends. So I was like, it's a bit weird, but whatever. Yeah. Um, no. So this and was then just what? surprise after surprise. Oh, no, then she just got really drunk and excused herself. Got, no, sorry, I'm not doing this anymore. I've got to go home even though it's almost the same home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. See you in the elevator. <laughs> yeah, bye. <laughs> so and now, and so obviously they didn't go out again. So no, is it fucking awkward every time? Yes, she's- yeah. She has to scurry around the corridors and car parks now, oh. so that there's no spotting. <laughs> That's like sleeping with someone in your workplace. Like yeah. that is just you cannot you cannot bone someone in y- your fucking um yeah 
she needs a in new your house in your building now. complex. Exactly. So tell me some more of those um, relationship and dating stories you have for me. Okay, so I I get some just like I said, juicy like dripping down your arms to your elbows kind of stories. Like they're just <laughs> juicy. So um, one one girl that uh, contacted me, she had been seeing this guy, and she was really impressed with his emotional intelligence. She's like, "Wow, it's about time I met someone." So she's in her uh, late twenties, and she's like, "God, the guys I've been dating are just." dicks and not connecting and it's just really shallow this is just too hard met this guy oh he's part of a men's group he's coaching like really emotionally intelligent this is amazing um I I really think this is going to go somewhere so he, he seems to be just really switched on and um so the weeks were going past and he was very attentive towards her but also definitely put the whole like coaching kind of men's group stuff ahead of of her and that was fine she's like oh no that's that's your purpose that's what you're doing no dramas at all but where's the sex she was just getting a little bit (laughs) distracted that there was no sex happening and she's like is it me (laughs) what what's wrong with me why don't you want to have sex with me and I can tell you Kat that this woman was absolutely stunning right she yeah right like probably never dealt with a guy not wanting to bone her right yeah (laughs) exactly so she it was really like a bit of a head wrecker for her and um so and he's like oh no 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 I'm fine she's like well um you know, let's talk about this. Let's 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 be adults here. Um, are you bi? Are you gay? Are you non-binary? What's happening? No, I'm straight, but I just don't want to have sex. Sorry. And yeah, just none. Again, cat. Is he a virgin? I don't. <laughs> oh, maybe that's the question she should have asked. Literally. Like, was he religious? Like, it wasn't anything to do with like waiting until marriage. No. None of that. No, Apparently, just well, didn't want it. Just, just zero bones. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. So this can make a person feel a little bit shit about themselves. Absolutely. <laughs> been, been there. Bloody been there. Yeah, it really started to put a strain on things. And anyway, like in other areas, being quite attentive and um, had bought her a coffee machine and then for her birthday bought her a bathrobe with some really nice little candles in the pockets and just those little things. It's really cute. Um, and, but then as the no bangs relationship continued, like he was like, no, I really, I, I really see myself with you. And she kept bringing it up and she's like, well, do I repulse you? <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, no, fair enough. Yeah, but but for this guy, sex was just not a thing, and um and so she, she but for her, sex is a thing, and you know I think for me definitely sex is a thing, but maybe for some people it's not. Um, I look in even in counselling terms, I really struggle to get my head around that. Um, but there it is and so he got quite upset with her and asked for his coffee machine back fair enough 
<laughs> have your coffee machine back. But then he went for the extra step and wanted the bathrobe back as no. well. No. So, no. Yeah. That reminds me of the time the guy brought a bottle of wine to my house and then took oh. home the bottle of wine with half a glass <laughs> left. Or, or the other time a guy made me fish tacos and left me with half a tomato and took home the flour and coriander. It's like, <gasps> fucking take it all or leave it all. Don't don't give me something and then take it back, you sicko. Honestly. What is wrong with people? It's all in the tiny moments. <laughs> Fully. It's, it's the all- little it's the little things. They they speak volumes oh. to the type of person you are. Everybody, if they're taking home their flower, nah. Yeah, he he lit this guy literally brought a backpack over and he (laughs) fucking packed some fish and some corn flour, like literally cost 89 cents from Aldi. Like I even saw the same brand because I was like, oh, maybe it was like an expensive flower that like he didn't want to buy again. But a week later, I shit you not, I saw the fucking corn flour that he had, same brand in Audi, 89 cents. I was like, this guy, you're fucking insane. And icky vibes. Like how stingy. How stingy are you? That's hardcore icky vibes. (laughs) Fully. I mean, a coffee machine, sure. But like if you give it to someone as a gift, like – well, it's the gift. it's also the girl's bathrobe. Like you, you have one. And yeah, she what do you, had one? And I don't know. You won't. It won't fit you. Um, yeah. What What could you possibly want with this bathrobe? Yeah. There. Give it to the next girl who who, who doesn't want to who he doesn't <laughs> want to sleep with. Um, so yeah, girls. Next time you get a bathrobe, just ask the bar. Have a quiet moment with the bathrobe and go. Am I your first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Am I your first? Am I gonna Am I gonna keep you forever? <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell. <laughs> That's <your> wild. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fully. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> All right, hit me, hit me with another one. All right. So so let's call those the icky vibes ones where they're just not sharers and not carers. Not sharers, yeah. not carers. Um, let's call this one the destroying stuff one. So Oh, no. I've had yeah. a destroyer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've had a destroyer. Yep. Oh, hit, I want hit me reach. up. Ruin hug you for that. So yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's the destroyer. So the destroyers, what they like to do is they'll they'll enter your house and without you knowing, and like if they've got a key, fucking just don't just get that key back as quickly like ASAP. Get that key, mm-hmm. or perhaps just don't give anyone a key for a. a good amount of time so they'll do things like um do dumb stuff to your toothbrushes plug up your drains um throw your clothes everywhere mess up your dishwasher so that it won't work anymore like those kind of ones yeah yeah yeah. like and you know what look that's that's small game I've seen that that's that's so there was a girl she um she had a baby to this guy and then became besties with his new fling that was going on at the same time. They decided to become besties and so then decided to Wait, go and- so she'd had a bait. So she was the mother of his child. Yeah, she And the then ba- he, had a, he had a new flame and then she befriended the new flame. Yeah, and then they both decided Weird. collectively that they were going to hate him together. Oh, so- lo- lo- love a little team up on hating on a man. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, so baby mama and um, and the new new chick decided that they'd let themselves in and just um, destroy stuff systematically Stop. throughout the house. Um, Oh, so the females were the destroyers. It wasn't even the, the male <gasps> girls. What do yes. they do? I know. It's like, come on, girls. We're better than that. Don't do that. My friend once convinced me to take my ex-boyfriend's, like, poor, poor ointment. She was like, <laughs> I, like, went to, like, put, give the key back because he was being a fucking asshole and I was, like, moving overseas. <laughs> and she was like, I'm going to come with you for emotional support. She's like, take the poor, poor ointment. Take it. I was like, babe, I don't think I need to take She's like, take it and that moisturizer. You you deserve it. What? And was, like, making me take things from his apartment. I was like, dude. No. Uh, and then, like, I remember we, like, placed the key, like, on the fucking pillow, like, in the <laughs> centre of it to, like, leave a message. I was like, God, how fucking petty can you be? <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, destroyers are a – it's a fucking thing. Like, It's a thing. When I broke up with my ex, he, like, trashed our apartment, like, <gasps> like you know, smashed, like, the photo frames of, like, photos of us, like, ripped off my cupboard doors. Um, what else did he do? Um, pulled the clothes everywhere. Um, his mum had painted me this canvas and he like smashed the canvas up. Um, he, I, I have a jewellery brand and he, I'd like these t-shirts and he would always wear one of the shirts and he like ripped the shirt up and it was like in the bin. And then, um, I think this is where, this is where it went like to another level. I had like condoms in my bedside table and he opened up every single fucking condom so that, like, to, like, ban me from rooting. I was like, okay, firstly. Well, now there's none left in the world. Yeah. Secondly, <laughs> oh, I just, I don't have a spare $4 to go and buy a new packet, which I probably would have because we've been dating for so long. I don't want these old condoms from my drawer, you sicko. Like, just insane shit. Or, like, he was... um. He was me, just like telling you my stories now. I feel like my listeners have heard all of these crazy things. Um, he was like, I'm going to pick up my washing machine later in the week, um, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, cool. Like, Anyway, so I obviously needed to wash my clothes, but he pulled the washing machine out of the wall and dragged it into the hallway so that I like couldn't wash my clothes all week. Like just like fucking petty shit. Like people are so, that's what I mean about like breakups bringing out different sides of people. Oh, that's right. They get so obsessed over the 10 grand on the boob job that they forget about the $4.5 million sitting there. It's like, hey, guys. Literally legal fees. You're in it or you're out of it. Just And don't. how embarrassing. I, like, took photos. I still have photos of the entire apartment of what he did to it. Or, like, he wrote me this card to try and win me back and, like, bought me an orchid. It's like, I don't want this fucking orchid that, like, flowers once a year. And it dies um, for the he, rest of the year. Just yeah, like it dies. Funny. It's, like, just a, a yeah. fucking stick literally um and he ripped up the card that he wrote me to win me back and like it was like in pieces on the floor I was like what this is like so so dramatic and like this is not sending a good message oh I really want you back now (laughs) yeah yeah oh oh wow you broke my vintage um you broke my vintage like fucking what are they called cupboard I I'm (laughs) desperate to be with you like just I can't yeah people are so dumb oh yeah people just turn into total just yeah they just go monster versions of themselves it's like their avatar mm-hmm. the shit avatar comes out <laughs> like, yeah nah. yeah just thanks for thank 
everything you've just done now, honey, thank you because you've just totally confirmed everything my gut was telling me this whole Literally. time. Thanks. Showing all your colours. Tick, tick, my, tick. My demon is stealing a pawpaw ointment. <laughs> You're a devil. I know. Oh, I'm a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> so funny <laughs> I love it <laughs> oh, so now I've got um I've got a holiday one and I've also got the sprung okay so we've got okay yeah hit me with them we've got the no sex the destroying the sprung and the and the holiday <laughs> all right so so let's go to the sprung so uh this one is the story of a teenager who caught her dad cheating on her. Stop. Yes. Uh, but on she, her mum. Yeah, yeah. 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 On her mum. So um, this this teenager had like she had had a, a pretty solid sense that it had been going on for a while. Mm. Uh, it was it was the dad and the secretary. Stop it. Yeah, and um, this poor girl. Anyway, she's like. I, I asked my dad and he just, tra- he went nuts at me. He just totally went nuts. And um, she's like, oh, shit, now I feel bad, but still my gut, everything's about your gut. My gut won't leave me alone. I'm really, I feel that that's what's going on. Anyway, so um, she was 18 and she was ready to leave home and the dad um, sort had a big look. So she was moving from Orange in New South Wales to Sydney. And so he looked over her car to make sure that it was okay for the trip to Sydney because it's like a nearly a five-hour drive. Mm. And um, so he did that early in the morning and then he worked like all sorts of crazy hours in his office, uh, which the daughter was like, yeah, whatever, they're not really crazy hours, You're banging the secretary. So um, we know what's going on here. We know what's up. And... So he left and when she was ready to go, he was like, oh, shit, dad's got my keys. I need to find my keys. Rang dad at the office. Dad's not there. She's like, right, I know where she is because I know where the secretary lives. And caught a cab and in the cab, like, was just going down. She's like, I'm just going to look out for my dad's car down this road. She just knew which road the girl, like the secretary lived in. Um, look, there's my dad's car. Stop, pull over. Cab pulled over. She got out, knocked on the door. It's like 6am because she was making an early start and dad came to answer the door in the girlfriend's, in the secretary's bathroom. Stop. And turned this shocking pale, like green, paley, weird colour. <laughs> She's like, I knew it. And all this time you were telling me I was a horrible person. Stop. Yeah. And the first thing he said was don't tell your mother. No. What mm. the fuck is wrong with people? What the fuck? It's like, like you don't get to what? tell me what to do anymore, buddy. <laughs> and then did she tell her mum? 100% told her mum. Yeah. And yeah. they broke up? Oh no, not a, not immediately because it seems like the mum sort of had a vibe for what was going on as well. But it had been it was one of those situations like we we're talking about earlier with the coercive control, like that you eventually become dead inside mm. once you've been controlled for a certain amount of years, um, and you forget that you're actually worth more than that. 
so yeah it, it didn't happen but yeah that poor girl so uh, and it just it kind of screwed with her sense of right and wrong because her own dad was like treating her so badly for going hey just just throwing it out there what's going on with the secretary and he's like oh you're a rotten person but um what she was fuck? right she was right her fucking gut knew it knew she it. knew it your Literally. Gut. Wow, and how, and how what? So, so are they are they broken up now? The parents, Bro- yeah, broken up now, broken up. And now. is he with the secretary? No, also broken up now. Okay, good. <laughs> well, I'm glad he didn't get a happy ending. No, <laughs> oh, no, that's she- that's the yeah, that's the main thing. I think right. Hit me with this. Hit me with this holiday one. Maybe he was in one of those like secondhand bathrobes that had been thrown around, like literally. From the- <laughs> Oh my god, the but what the bathrobes are just tying in all the stories, aren't they? Yeah, they've got some stories too. If only they could speak. Yeah. <laughs> if only we could hear what they've seen. <laughs> or see what they've seen is the saying. Oh, fuck that up. But <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, so okay, so holidays. Let's go on holidays. Um so this couple had been together for about three months and it was pretty mm-hmm. hot, heavy and fast moving situation, this one. Um, so it was like, yeah, you're everything, you're everything, let's move in together, let's move. So they moved in together. It was all very quick, beautiful house um, and this bloke was quite into his boat. So he had a boat um, and he said to his girlfriend, he's like, right, I want to take you to Hamilton Island for your birthday because it was in early January. So she's like, Bless. Oh, oh, my God, I love you. Thank you. You want to take me yeah, to for my birthday? This is so amazing. So um, instead of flying to Hamilton Island like normal people, he's like, no, 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 we'll take the boat. We'll drive. We'll drive to Hamilton. This is from Brisbane in all fairness, so it's not like it takes three days. It only took a whole day. <laughs> oh, still, get me on a fucking plane. <laughs> Are you hating the story? So, look, I'm just going to do the spoiler right now. He basically took his boat on a holiday and (laughs) there was nothing to do with her. So this boat, it's not like one of those lovely yachty fancy ones where you've got a full bedroom and stuff. You've got a fucking silver tinny. Oh, a little bit better than a silver tinny, but (laughs) still, if it rains, it's not good. (laughs) Right. Is so, is there somewhere to sleep on board? No, not really. No. no. Okay, no. yeah. Yeah. So um so anyway, up they went, drove all day and the weather turned really bad and it was just like shocking weather all the way. Like so in Queensland it's really can get like hectic rain. It's hard to see when you drive. It's just all messy. Oh, torrential. Yeah. And then when you're towing a boat behind you, it's even more stressful. So they had that lovely stressful trip for her birthday, inverted commas, in for her birthday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got there, like, moored it, whatever. And so suddenly he's in his happy place and she's like, right, so how about a restaurant or how about a bar or how about the beach? No, no, none of that. We're just going to hang on the boat and we're going to fish. We're going to fish now. We're going to fish for your birthday. But that's what we're going to do. I'm just going to fish. If you want to do something, you can, but I'm going to fish. Stop. Yeah. So she's sitting there crying and it's still raining and 
it's not dry on the boat. It's just wet, raining. He's fishing. Made great friends with the bloke next to him in the boat, uh, like the boat next to him in the mooring. And so they yeah. were getting up for like morning dates to go fishing together while she's sitting in this shitty boat alone on her Stop. birthday. Oh and my then they God. had to endure the long drive home while she knew she was so big, fat, gonna dump his. Sorry, selfish. Oh. What a dick. Like, oh. I mean, one thing if someone did that on a holiday, just like did everything they wanted to do and like didn't, you know, think about the other person. But on someone's birthday, when you should be going above and beyond to do things for them, that's fucked up. <laughs> That is so fucked up. Oh, man, so messed up. Um, and, like, he, like, I think this is the beautiful part of this story, though. So it was actually this girl's 30th, which made it even worse because it's pretty special. It's, a, it's an important birthday. Yeah, it's a special one. So It's not uh, a boring 27. <laughs> but why are they so cool? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so it was... <laughs> <laughs> so it was the 30th and so, um, when they were coming back, the family were going to um, take her in a stretch limo to a winery and, like, mm. have a dinner and everything and, like, all have a party in the stretch and just, like, have a nice day. Um, anyway, the family got wind that he'd done this to her and hit him up, like, knowing that she would definitely dump him, hit him up for <laughs> cost of the stretch limo stop <laughs> and he paid it and so when they when she got home and she didn't even know the family had done this when they got when they got home she dumped him and the family saw that coming and so anyway the family and her took her in her stretch limo to the winery yes. <laughs> we're like care of boat boy Thanks. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, courtesy of Boat Boy. Fuck him off. But I will enjoy this stretch limo because I did not enjoy watching him fish for fucking four days. Bloody hell. People are cooked. Oh, oh my God. I guess it's probably just the bloody beginning of the list of stories you have. But Yes. There's uh, so, you, so many have more to, delicious ones to dive into. <laughs> yeah, you'll have to start like noting them down in your phone or something every time you think of them and then we'll have to record another one where you just hit me with a bunch of fucked up stories. Oh, I, oh look, they're they're actually so daily that I could really truly do that for you. So yeah. no problem. You, you totally should. <laughs> Oh my god! Well, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, literally. No, thank you so much though for coming on. It's been so nice talking to you, and um, yeah, hearing about what you do every day, and you know, just yeah, I love, I love that you're out there helping people, and you know, it's nice to shed some light on some dark situations. So no, thank you so much. Oh, it's a pleasure and an honor. Kat, thank you so much for having me. It's just gorgeous and I just know that you have someone there who's quite special because he's bringing you sushi right now and I'm so impressed. Yeah, literally, literally. <laughs> he's waiting upstairs with some food for me. <laughs> Go have some of that sushi. I know, we love it. <laughs> oh, thank you, gorgeous. Thank you. We'll have the best rest of your weekend and I'll definitely be in touch and, yeah, we'll have to do another one sometime soon. But Yay. Yeah, it's been so nice. Oh, I love this. This is fun. Yeah, it's so good. Thank you so much. All right, beautiful. Thanks for listening, guys. I hope you loved it. See you next week. 
Cats Out of the Bag is proudly part of the ACAST Creator Network. Special shout out to Rode Microphones for powering this episode.